everyone, and welcome back to the Glass Seats Podcast. This is the show where two hockey aficionados give their perspectives on the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. My name is Renal, and this week, hockey is back. And while the games may not count for anything yet, that feeling in my heart is full. In the evenings, I sit down, I pull up the game, I see some hockey, and it feels right. As the weather's getting a little colder here in California, you know, getting into the fall time here, officially, since we're past September 21st, it is officially fall, that hockey is back on the TV. And in just a couple weeks, those games will count for real. And I am so excited to get into another season, get into some more stories, and keep bringing this show to you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed our season previews the last couple uh, weeks. You know, we went through each of the divisions and gave our thoughts on the upcoming season. But uh, this episode, I wanted to go ahead and cover some of the storylines we may have missed while we were doing those previews and just get you caught up on some of the trending news around the league. So first off, we're going to start out in Florida with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The big story here, Captain Steven Stamkos wanted a contract extension. His current contract is expiring at the end of this season. So he has signed for this year. So there's no immediate rush. But he had expressed to the leadership of the Tampa Bay Lightning that he would have liked an extension done before the season started. Um, And it is now seemingly a little bit too late to that because they did not have any conversations at all over the summer. Stamkos expressed that himself. And when he came to training camp and was talking to the media, uh, expressed his dissatisfaction with the current state of things and not having that conversation. General Manager Julian Brisebois um, mentioned that they will be discussing with Stamkos after this season. So effectively, management and Stamkos was not, were not on the same page with the contract. And say, management wants to wait until the end of this season, Stamkos wanted it done now. Now, why is this such a big story, right? So we have to look at who is Steven Stamkos to the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is your captain. He has led your team to two Stanley Cups, three finals appearances in the last four years, and um, is your captain, is putting up great seasons. So this is a very good player. But, you know, professional athletes age, and he is getting close to the point where he's slowing down. Some would say that he has kind of slowed down, you know. He used to play center. He has mostly been playing wing these last few seasons. So I can understand from managers' point of view why they may not want to commit to Stamkos. And this is what I said um, would happen in the NHL when Vegas won the Stanley Cup. Vegas is known for being ruthless on contract negotiations. If someone better shows up at your position, you're out. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, right? They give themselves that flexibility. They find their way out of contracts. You know, they'll pay what they have to to get that player to come in. But if someone comes in to replace them, they don't mind, you know, whether it's losing money, having to get a third team involved, trading draft picks. They don't care. If you help out right now, you you do the move that makes sense right now. So while Stamkos has done a great many things for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the past, he will probably have his number retired in Tampa. Can he help them win right now? And the thing is, he's no longer 
the top center. I think Braden Point has taken that role from him. He is still a top six forward, still a great contributor, no doubt. But as the years come, do they need Stamkos, right? That's the need. That's the question. Does Stamkos need the Tampa Bay Lightning? Or do the Tampa Bay Lightning need Stamkos? To me, it seems right now, Stamkos needs the Tampa Bay Lightning. He has expressed his interest in staying in Tampa, saying his family's happy there. He wanted to be a career Lightning. But is Tampa doing the right thing for their team? Are they going to be more competitive without having Stamkos on the books? And it's not like you can just lowball Stamkos, right? You, he is your captain that just won two Stanley Cups. He will want a big salary. And to add insult to injury, he is the only player on Tampa of his caliber that did not get a contract past this season. Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Andre Vasilevsky, all these players Tampa has committed to. And the thing is, these players are either younger than Stamkos or they don't have the injury history that Stamkos does. So is this the right thing for Tampa to do? Now, I'm going to throw in another wrench in the works to consider here. Um, News out of uh, training camp as of this morning that I'm recording. I'm recording this on Thursday, September 28th. Andre Vasilevsky had to undergo surgery, unfortunately, and will be out for 10 weeks. So that is the Tampa Bay Lightning's all-star goaltender who will be out for a significant amount of time. Does this change the prospects of Tampa's season? Um, in our previews, both me and Vidi had uh, Tampa as easily a playoff team. Does losing Vasilevsky for an extended period of time change that outlook? Tampa is stacked at all positions. Can I, do I think they can survive without Vasilevsky? Sure. They've got headmen. They've got great players in their back end. They could probably make do with um, a lower quality goaltender. But you never know. This is hockey, and the one player that can affect the game more than any other is your goalie. So let's just go into a hypothetical discussion here. If Tampa is bad enough to be out of the playoff race or just in just barely in the playoff race come trade deadline time, is Stamkos moving at the trade deadline? Now, granted, uh, Stamkos has a full no movement clause. So in order for him to move, he would have to agree to a trade. But is this enough? The way he's been treated this summer, not even getting a call from Tampa to say, hey, we're not going to sign you until after this season. Um, is that enough for him to say, okay, if you're not going to sign me, then trade me and I want to go to a contender and try and fight for a cup? You know, if Tampa falls out at the expense of, let's say, Boston, who just lost some of their top centers. Granted, again, division rival, so I don't know why Tampa would do that, but it's a possibility. Even if it's not Boston, come trade deadline, someone would want to add Steven Stamkos, right? That's a fantastic player you are getting for just this playoff run. Now, I've given some theoretical options of what could happen here with Tampa, right? What do I actually think would happen with Tampa and Steven Stamkos? 
I think next, come next year, Steven Stamkos is going to be a lightning. This, I believe, is a, just a negotiation tactic from Julian Breesbaugh. If you sign Stamkos now, coming off of a hot season and two cups, you know, you kind of have to give him his money and he would be worth quite a bit, right? We're talking 10 million in or around there, maybe slightly less. You know, Braden Point is getting 9.5. Nikita Kucherov is getting 9.5. Uh, Hedman's getting 7.8. And Vasilevsky is getting 9.5. So if you were the captain, you're at least getting 9.5, right? That seems a standard for this caliber of player. But if you can hold out on Stamkos and walk him, effectively walk him to free agency, sure, somebody else might offer some money, more money. But you are banking on the emotion of Stamkos wants to stay in Tampa. And again, it comes down to what I said, right? Uh, Stamkos needs Tampa. It seems like Stamkos needs Tampa more than Tampa needs Stamkos. So even if he does leave, I don't think the Lightning would be so torn up that, you know, they'd have to like go into a rebuild or something. They still have the pieces to be a fantastic team, even without. Steven Stamkos. The bigger hit would be culturally, because this is your captain, right? But do you have enough young players to kind of take on that leadership role? Does Braden Point uh, move into leadership? Does Mikhail Sergachev move into leadership? You know, it's not like Tampa's lacking on talent and character guys. So it's going to be very interesting to follow, right? What happens with Steven Stamkos this season? What kind of season does he have? If he doesn't have a dominant season, I'm sure Tampa could get him at a discount. So bottom line, this is some cold negotiation from general manager Julian Brisois. And following it, what I, we've been calling on this show, the golden strategy, right? Give yourself flexibility. You don't want to tie up Stamkos to big money now and lose that flexibility for your team, considering you've already tied up everybody else. So that is what's happening in Tampa with Steven Stamkos. Let's uh, move on to another story and kind of the flip of this, right? Let's talk about a player where they did get their money. And I'm going to go to a division rival, the Ottawa Senators. They signed defenseman Jake Sanderson, $8.05 million for eight years. Why is this shocking? Uh, Jake Sanderson only has one full season in the NHL. His stats from that season, four goals, 28 assists, 32 points in 77 games played total. Now, why would you sign someone with a stat line to eight years and $8 million? Well, he looked really good doing it. And this is a very, very young player, right? You're only going to expect improvement, which means that price tag is going to go up. So you are paying $8 million now, but with the salary cap rumored to be increasing and Sanderson probably only getting better, you are likely getting him at a discount for the next eight years. And the key to this is, again, the golden strategy, it's flexibility. And the one thing this contract doesn't have is a no-movement clause. The last few years of this contract have a modified no-trade clause which you can work around. So if this ends up blowing up in your face and that Sanderson's not that great, 
this is a contract you can get out of. You retain salary if you have to. You get a third team involved to retain salary if you have to. But you are not locked in by no means. So Ottawa, I think, has done a great thing here in the sense that if he's good, you've got him at a discount for the next eight years. If he's not, you still have the flexibility to move out from under him. And this is exactly what you want to be doing with players in the modern NHL. That you want that flexibility. You want that um, that youth signed up for long term with the flexibility, right? This is like, I think, perfect for Ottawa here. And coming in from the player's point of view, he gets some stability, right? He believes in himself to be good. So he doesn't think Ottawa is going to trade him. For eight years, he's got a hometown in the Ottawa Senators. And he can really ingrain himself in being the core of that team, you know, around Thomas Shabbat, Tim Stutzla. This is a team that's looking very, very good, as we said in our previews. So all around, I think it's great to see this level of commitment. The other thing I will say is that we are seeing the effects of Ottawa's new ownership. Michael Ann Lauer, who bought the Ottawa Senators, and uh, just recently, actually, has officially been named the owner. All I's dotted, T's crossed, everything, it's done deal. Michael Ann Lauer is the owner of the Ottawa Senators. He is putting money into this team like we haven't seen in a long time. Under previous ownership, you know, money was a huge thing about why players will come and go. You know, he was kind of pinching pennies there. You know, why did Eric Carlson end up in San Jose and all those kind of things? You know, that 2017 team that went to the Eastern Conference Final, they all kind of got traded away. And at least partially had had to do with not being willing to pay out contracts. So we are seeing a change in the wind. And if you are a fan of the Ottawa Senators, this is just good news, right, for you. Where your youth is being signed, money is being paid, Ottawa is becoming a place you want to play. And, you know, I was pretty positive about Ottawa in my previews as well. So we are looking forward to, I think, a great season from this team. I'm looking forward to seeing Sanderson get even better as uh, time goes on. And uh, this is an exciting, exciting team to watch. All right. For the last story this week, I wanted to follow up on a topic we talked about uh, at some point during the summer break, right? We talked about how difficult it is to watch hockey, the price you have to pay. Well, one team has kind of decided to take fate into their own hands here. And once again, setting trends for the NHL, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas has launched their own streaming service for Knights games called Nighttime Plus. This will carry all local network games for the Knights, which totals about 69 games over across the season. Um, the rest of the games are being carried nationally, so um, those rights were not up for grabs. But when the Knights' local network games were up, their contract was up, or they were available for purchase, um, the Knights decided to stream them themselves. Now, the streaming service will cost, if you just want to buy individual games, they're going to cost $6.99 per game. Or you can pay $69.99 for the entire season which, if you're doing the math, is just about a dollar per game, which is a fantastic deal. In addition to that, it's including the first round of the playoffs and all the preseason games, which are going on right now. So 
This is exactly what we've been wanting from the NHL. You've made it easy to watch. There's one place I go to, and I can watch the majority of Knights games. Now, in an ideal world, I would have gotten all 82, right? With one price, or even better, I pay the NHL one fee, and I get every team, every game, no matter where I am. But this is progress. For $70, I'm getting the entire night season. And I don't know if there's going to be like an archive or can I record the game, watch it later, but I so hope that there is, you know. We're busy people, life happens, maybe you can't watch the game with the games on, right? When the Knights go to the East Coast and they're playing at like 4 p.m., maybe Pacific time, maybe you're not home from work yet and you want to be able to catch up. So I hope all those features are available and that the game is great to watch. And what better team to you know, pioneer this than the Vegas Golden Knights, the reigning champions who just got all eyes on them in the city because one, they're new, they're still new, you know, and two, they're recent champions. So people who caught on the playoff fever and started watching during the playoffs, they might still want to follow this season and suddenly it's available. Like the timing of this and what Vegas is doing out there to grow their team because they're still new, you know, they're not the, the juggernauts that, the Rangers and the Maple Leafs are. And but they're getting there, right? And I say this as a Sharks fan. The Sharks are as ingrained as I've seen Vegas and Vegas fans uh be with their team, you know. So I hope this goes well and that other teams follow suits and you know, ideally that the NHL follows suit and makes it so that every single game is available to watch. And it's easy, you know. You will see your fan base grow if you just make it easy to follow along. And I'm really, really hoping to get that Nighttime Plus succeeds and that we see some benefit of this through the league. So uh, that's all for this episode. Um, hope you enjoyed catching up on some of these stories across the league. Hope you guys are enjoying the preseason action that's been going on. I know I have, um, you know, seeing early signs of players that can make the league, you know, with Logan Cooley down in Australia, making great goals, um, with the Maple Leafs prospects, uh, playing great as well. So I've already, I've already seen flashes of it and I know it's just preseason and you shouldn't put too much stock into it, but I'm just excited for the real season to start. And we're only a few weeks away. So, uh, keep it tuned here. We'll be active. Um, this has been glass seats. New episodes are available every week. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and Instagram for YouTube and Instagram. The handle is at spun network podcast. You can check out this show. You can check out all of our other shows and follow along. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.